Today's retirees have possibly more money than any previous generation, and this could mean they'll also pay the most in taxes. Coming up, we'll outline some potential ways to plan for the taxes of tomorrow. And now, Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts. Welcome to the conversation. Once again, it's Retire Right Radio. We got together every week on the radio with a conversation with Paul Roberts, who is president and chief investment advisor at Roberts Wealth Management. Growing uh, in, of course, their Biloxi office, but now an office in Mobile at 1110 Lamar Place. Ironically enough, in the former IRS building. That's where the Mobile <laughs> office is. Speaking of that, we're going to talk about taxes. This is one of your favorite subjects because you are and your team are really passionate about proactive strategies, looking at taxes in the future for your clients. Got a plan for tomorrow. Yeah, and you know, just as you said, Dave, how more appropriate than for this segment than to mention the irony that our new office building in Mobile is in the old IRS building, right? Yes, it is. Uh, it is very appropriate. <laughs> they took enough from you in that building for years and years, and we're trying to give back to you in the same exact building. <laughs> Giving back in that building. I love it. I love it. That's what you're doing. Yeah, but, you know, realistically, the number one risk that we see retirees facing for going forward Believe it or not, most retirees think it's, you know, a market crash or financial instability. Don't get me wrong. Those are those are major risks and concerns going forward. But I think that the most major risk and the reason I think it's the most major is because it's being overlooked the most. And your average advisor or broker is not uh, looking forward down the road and advising people today. They're just kind of taking it as, well, yeah, taxes are going to go up. Well, let's if we know that, let's do something about it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, nobody can predict the future, but let's just say there's substantial evidence suggesting that taxes are going up, right? The uh, the current tax bill, the Tax Cuts and Job Act, it will expire at the end of 2025. Okay, so for all you listeners out there, we have three years left, okay? But we could see major changes before the Tax Cuts and Job Act ever sunsets. See, we're, we're experiencing some of the lowest tax rates we've seen in over 100 years. Uh, 1944, the highest income tax rate was 94%. Wow. Okay? I mean, that's wow. extreme. Yeah. That's very extreme because that was coming out of World War II, right? And we were a devastated uh, state and we and we had to accumulate the, the taxes to pay for it. So mm-hmm. well, we, we may not be in that extreme of a state right now. But uh, 1978, for example, the maximum capital gains tax was almost 40%. Yeah. Okay. Now, currently the highest tax bracket is 37% and the highest long-term capital gains tax rate is 20%. Cut in half from 78 then. Yeah, that's great. But you know what they're talking about right now? Yeah, there's there are know. proposals. We have a, uh, we've gotten a glimpse of this now. That's right. And, and this is all just proposals at this point as far as capital gains tax comes. You know, we really don't have any true indication of where it's going to go or what's going to happen. But there's been a lot of talk up there at 40% again. But now the current administration has been talking about a 60 to 65% capital gains tax, which would be insane. And, you know, wow. we have a, a lot of Americans who are sitting on long-term stock holds and they, oh, I don't want to sell them because I don't want to pay the taxes. I'll just keep riding it. Well, you know what? Sometime in the next year or two, it's going to be a really good idea to go ahead and realize those capital gains. I know you don't want to pay the tax, but you're going to love paying 20% versus paying the future mm-hmm. capital gains tax we have coming, right? Yeah. But they're, uh, they're looking at, they're talking about um, increasing the top marginal income bracket from 37 to 39, um, long-term capital gains, like I said, for uh, 20% for those making more than a million would disappear. That means capital gains would instead be taxed at that regular 39%. That's where I was getting to 40, right? They're saying, hey, we want a top tax bracket of 39.6. And if you uh, make more than a million dollars a year, then your t- your uh, capital gains tax will be your top tax bracket, plus the additional 3.8% net investment, investment income tax. So mm-hmm. talking about 40% plus here on capital gains. I mean, ouch, right? Yeah, that's an ouch. ouch. So, I mean, well, you've got, you, I mean, you're, you're, it's best to do something now. Yeah. Well, you know, you got those people who are hanging in there, right. For that last 20% of gains in their, in their stock holdings. Well, you know, you, we bet you better keep an eye on this tax bill and you better work with a very, very well-informed financial office who keeps a good eye on this 
because you're hanging in there for that last 20% gains and you could hang in there too long. And that last 20% of gains could be nothing but what you give to the IRS. An right? extra. Yeah. An extra. Extra's, right. Yeah. Cause they're talking about a 20% plus increase. Well, you know, there's a, uh, Kenny Rogers said it the best, right? Going uh, to hold no, them, knowing to fold them. That's right. So yeah, should we, we be folding now? I'm not saying that it's time to fold. We've still got, you know, I think the market's still going to continue a, a decent trend, even though they're pulling back the stimulus. But there's a certain point you got to say, you know, I'm, I'm in fear of future taxes. Let me go ahead and pay my taxes today. Mm-hmm. Even if you love that stock, you know, you've held it for 25 years and you want to continue to hold it forever. That's fine. Just go ahead and cash it out, bite the bill, pay the tax on it, because paying the taxes now on the on the majority of your realized cap, uh, the majority of your majority of your unrealized capital gains could be potentially huge well, compared to waiting until the bills are passed. And believe me, the media outlets will not inform you very well of when these changes take place. It'll happen in the sneak of the night with the sign of a pen, and boom, we'll wake up the next day to a forty percent capital. Well, gains it's better tax. to know way before that. <laughs> way That's right. before. you've been saying this for a while, where you think well, tax rates are going. This is all we've been talking for the last few years. You know, we focus on that. We just tell people, look, you want to win big in the future. You can win big by paying your taxes today. As we started off the show, Dave, we said baby boomer generation has accumulated the largest mass of wealth and savings one generation's ever accumulated on the face of the planet mm-hmm. historically. However, majority of it is in pre-tax qualified accounts. That's it. IRAs, 401ks, things of this nature. If you have a money in a pre-tax account for all our listeners, every dollar that comes out the back end is taxable as income. Okay, They're currently only proposing this 39.6% top bracket, but I have a good feeling that that's going to get more in the 50 to 60 range, if not higher. Our, our listeners got to realize income tax brackets over the last 100 years from 1932 to 1982, we spent 50 years with the top tax bracket above 74%. So wow. That's yeah. half of the last yeah. century we were at 74%. Uh, wow. If that's if that's any indicator, then it's an indicator that you okay. should start planning, yeah. right? Most For, definitely. It's the beach and the red flags are out on the beach. Yeah. I mean, and, and look, Paul knows that. He's been sitting on that beach watching these red flags and he, and he will, and he and his team do for you proper proactive tax strategies a, from a fiduciary firm available at 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680. So what part of your retirement income is taxable? Every dollar that you have saved in a pre-tax account will be taxed as income coming out. Now, the money that is not in a pre-tax qualified retirement plan, your own personal savings, what we refer to as non-qualified money, is only taxable as gains, as as long-term gains or as short-term gains. But all of the IRA money is taxable as income. That's why we have convinced so many people over the last few years. You see, the whole baby boomer generation was sold a story that you need to put this money in your 401k. Why? Because you need the tax deduction right. now for while now. your income's higher, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then people say, well, I don't have to pay taxes on this money. No, don't worry. You'll pay those taxes later. <laughs> later. <right>? Later. <laughs> You'll pull the money out later when you're in a lower tax bracket. There's a, there's a fallacy there with that whole ideology is later in a lower tax bracket. That's just not going to happen. So we've convinced a lot of people over the last few years to quit putting the money in pre-tax, start putting the money in after-tax instead. You don't need the income to tax deduction right now while we're at all-term low uh, tax rates. You need the income deduction. You need the tax deduction in the future when rates are soaring. So before we wrap up here, Dave, I can't tell clients, hey, uh, you know, all the listeners, hey, taxes are going through the roof. Get ready for it without giving them an idea of what are some things to do about it. Right? Oh, Sure. Yeah. Now, before we walk into these solutions, though, I'm going to say to our listeners, whoever you seek financial advice from, have they been talking to you about future taxations? Have you guys been looking down the road ahead? Are you planning and strategizing? Are you doing anything to reposition your taxable burden into a more tax-friendly bucket for the future? If not, why not? And is that acceptable that whoever advises you has not been talking to you about this? So I'm going to go into some solutions here, but the reason I'm asking that is because I encourage our listeners that 
if you haven't, if they haven't taken the the bull by the horns or the initiative and talked to you about this and done something about it, then I would suggest that it may be a good time to move. Look at a good fiduciary firm who is looking forward and helping protect all their clients from future tax rates. It's a great opportunity. At the end of this, we'll give you a shot. But for right now, what are we doing? First off, we utilize a tax code 7702 a whole lot. Beautiful tax code. And for our listeners, if you want something that'll get some fire in your belly, this is what you need to understand. They are trying to figure out up in Washington right now every way possible to tax the bejesus out of the baby boomers IRA accounts okay, and 401ks. However, there's a tax code 7702 that's been in the current uh, income tax legislation tax code for over a hundred years. I've utilized it a whole lot in my own life. We've utilized it for a lot of clients. And what they passed this last January was while they're trying to target your 401k and IRAs, they opened up the parameters of this tax code 7702 loophole dramatically, making it even more an even better solution for them. So while they're trying to tax you more, they're trying to open up their loophole a whole lot more. If that puts some fire in your belly, good. Here's something you can do about it. So we have a we have a saying. We say, never do what the billionaires say. Do what the billionaires <laughs> do. Well, tax code 7702 is what the billionaires do. That's why I do it. That's why a lot of my client base does it. And you can do it too. Not only tax code 7702, but we can sit down and help you create a Roth IRA conversion strategy. Meaning we pay the taxes on that money in that IRA now. We shift it and convert it over to a Roth IRA where it comes out the back end tax-free. If you do this today, three to four years from now when tax bill tax uh, rates are through the roof, you are going to love it. It's going to be the most fantastic financial move you've ever made. we got clients who love it, love us for it already, and the tax rates haven't even gone up yet. Wait till these tax rates skyrocket, Dave. They're all going to love us. And if <laughs> right. you're sitting at home wondering how you get this done, here's your opportunity. Next 15 callers who have saved at least $250,000 for retirement, we're going to offer you a full-blown comprehensive review of your current situation. Now, this is one-on-one with one of our all-star advisors back in the office. There's no cost, no obligation. All we want to do is show you what we see down the road ahead and what we're doing about it for our clients today. Our clients love and appreciate what we have done. And if you come in, sit down with one of our advisors, they'll explain everything, educate you. You'll look down the road towards the path of the future, and you will say, you guys are way ahead of the ball, and I can't wait to join your team, and you'll love us for what we've done too. So pick up the phone right now, next 15 callers with $250,000 saved for retirement, no cost, no obligation. Let's get the fire in the belly and get these tax strategies in place for you now. 800-891-8680. Again, it's 800-891-8680. 8680 for Paul and his team at Roberts Wealth Management. There's much more to come. What's on the agenda for next segment? Well, the closer we get to retirement, the more we need to make sure our plan is helping to keep our money safe, very safe today. When we come back, we've got some ideas and strategies that can help us do just that, keep it safe. We're back, Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts, the founder of this show, and also Retire Right TV. Check your listings. You can catch Paul on TV right here in the Gulf Coast. WLOX, you're on there Saturdays at 5, right, Paul? Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. And we've got some changes currently due to football season. You know, sometimes... I guess they think that a, a major football game is a little more important than us. I don't know what they're thinking, right? <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> right. But but our schedule gets shifted around a little bit during during football season because you know the NFL kind of gets priority over over most people <laughs> in America when it comes to TV networks. Hey, did you hear about that high school football team recently that won by such a? I mean, it was such a blowout. They were accused of bad sportsmanship. Oh wow. Um, uh, I was trying to pull up the score here uh, because it was crazy. And I'm trying to think, well, you know, they won the game. I don't know. How is that bad? So now if they'd lost and acted like babies over it, that'd be, but anyway, right. it was like 140 something to nothing. That may not or, be. <laughs> or if they, they wait, if they won and, you know, really rubbed it in their face. But well, yeah. 140 yeah. something is kind of stretching it. But, but here's the, here's the stretch though. This yeah. was, this was overkill when they were ahead by over a hundred, <laughs> the winning team went for the two point. 
Oh, like, wow. <laughs> okay. Now, now we are starting to get yeah, a little bit of rub in your face. That's at this a little point, bit right? rubbing it in. No yeah, doubt. <laughs> yeah, that could be quite unsportsmanlike. But it sounds to me so. like the other team um, was quite not up to par. Right? Not quite. <laughs> so, but I mean, it was definitely, I mean, the better team on the field there, without a doubt. Well, Paul is going to break down how you can help make sure that your retirement savings are mostly safe, mostly safe, no matter what happens. That's what it's all about. Um, and of course, I know you and your team, and, and they love doing this, carefully selecting the right investments. Yes, definitely. And before we get into safety, I want to I want to touch on a subject matter that's been in the news media lately mm-hmm. real quick. A good do not do with your retirement savings, okay? Okay. So here we go. You've heard the story in the headlines that this guy turned $8,000 worth of Shinu Ebo uh, cryptocurrency into a billion dollars plus. He is the world's newest billionaire. In just eight months, he went from $8,000 to a billion dollars. What? Yes. Now, here's the problem with that, Dave. The news highlights these stories, yeah. and they throw them out there, and they make the people in the... They make the average person out there in America think, man, I could get lucky with something like that. <laughs> and, you know, oh, this guy's just some lucky guy who threw it in the right thing. It's right. Th- no. Yeah. What the news media does not portray mm-hmm. or, or let you know is that this is not just some lucky guy who just randomly bought some meme coin and got luck. Like he was a guy who was an inside developer. Anytime you hear these stories uh-huh. in the news media, it's not that they just got lucky and hit it. They were an inside developer. They were somebody behind the scene who knew what was going to happen with the launch. Uh-huh. And they put some of their own money in it. But the news media makes it sound like, you know. Hey, lucky guy wins a lottery and he turns Joe, up right. a billionaire. Right, yeah. <laughs> They're uh, making it, wanted... and so you think, wow, I can do that. That's it, and, and uh-huh. that's why I want to get it out there. There's so much hype over these Dogecoins and Shiba Inu and all this stuff today that yeah. I'm finding, I'm meeting people every day who are saying, oh, I'm throwing all my money in it. Well, you're too late. That guy made a couple billion off of it, and you know what his problem is now? What's that? How how to liquidate and sell his billions without completely crashing the market and sending the thing back down to oh, bankruptcy. Oh, yeah. Yes. And he's starting to move all that money this week. Okay. So if if you're one of these suckers who's going, oh, man, that could be me. I'm going to jump in and make a million dollars. No, you're not. You, you missed a train. And when you hear about these things in the news and these stories, it, it's you've already missed a train. You missed it. It's Don't jump on it. You're just going to lose your money. So when I your just want to touch on that because I, I heard a lot like of people that. recently talking about it. I just pulled it up, and, and that's interesting. And is it ship, Shiba Inu? Is that how you pronounce yes. the crypto? Yes. And, yeah, 8000 into a billion. So, basically, your team is not going to guide your the clients into looking at Shiba Inu. In, no, Inu. no, no. Or the Dogecoin. And, and also, our listeners need to understand, if you don't understand about anything about cryptocurrency, these are just meme coins, meaning they're a joke. They're created to become a joke. And and then just somehow they, they get on wildfire Dogecoin, through social media. Yeah. yeah, they get wildfire through show, social media. They shoot up. The media tells you all these stories about these millionaires that became millionaires. But what everybody buying in doesn't remember is that guy who became a millionaire with $5,000, he also took a million dollars from all of you who didn't win the million dollars. Right, right, right. So right. They, they, they only the media just stresses the good, the win, like, oh, this is the lottery, hit it big. You know. And you're not you're, saying not have crypto or some crypto. You're just, oh, no. you're guiding not properly. Yeah. Right. I, I believe everyone should hold some crypto. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I'm not saying put your retirement assets in there, but at least buy a couple hundred dollars or mm-hmm. something because you need to start learning and getting exposure to it because it is the way of the future and it's going to happen so rapidly over the next few years that you're going to wow. look up and go what happened to the dollar in the old world we lived in yeah so you talked about behind. that being yeah, some nervousness start though. learning about it it is going to be interesting to see so, where it goes but i mean that's one small way you can diversify which is key that's right and but let me get off that subject because we were talking about safe investments right and yeah. that is the direct opposite Shiba Inu. Of said, <laughs> not safe all the these altcoins and cryptos are highly, highly, highly volatile, highly, highly, highly risky. Don't get me wrong. I invest in them. So do all my team. So do a lot of my clients. But you do it with a very, very small portion. Mm-hmm. You can't because the reason is when you get to retirement, you can't take those big risks, right? No. You, you can see your future disappear right in front of you. So mm-hmm. how do we carefully select some investments to stay safe? Well, let's talk about 401ks first, right, Dave? You know, mm-hmm. we're... We're not real big on 401ks. Um, we're glad that people use them to save money, but they're not a good instrument that we think you should stay in and keep your money in. Uh, one of the problems is they have a very limited menu. 
a short list of investments. You have maybe five to 20 uh, fund options in there. And believe me, the fund options that you have in there have really high expenses and fees buried within those mutual funds that you're unaware of. There, No one is managing it. It has the volatility of the stock market behind it. And I hear so many people when they tell me, well, you know, how do you work in your 401k? Oh, I just go look at all what the funds are and what the past returns were. And I pick them based off the past returns. Look, past returns of a fund in your 401k are zero indication of where it's going in the future. Especially you go buy a fund that's in a specific asset class and it had a great return the last five years. But that asset class was booming the last five years. Now that asset class is dumping as soon as you go buying into it. Mm. So don't make decisions in your 401k based off the, the, the historical returns of the funds available. Good news for our listeners is we have our 401k coaching platform. If you're still working, you need some help with your 401k, no cost, no obligation. You can join our pro bono 401k coaching platform where we sit down with our with our uh, people who are still participating. We Our advisors help them choose their investments. We help them choose how much money should go pre-tax and how much should go after tax. We help guide them on their way to, look, don't just call us when you're ready to retire and say, hey, we're ready to retire. Great. Let's give you some guidance in the last five to 10 years on your way there. Make sure you save the money in the right taxable buckets and make sure you perform as well as possible with your investments. But what we do is we say, hey, get out of that 401k as soon as possible so you can diversify. You can open up the whole world of uh, investment options out there. There's thousands and thousands of options. Don't settle for the 10 in your 401k. Know your risk level. Okay, what, what type of risk level are you comfortable with in retirement? What kind of downside could you see? before it's devastating to you. We refer to downside as drawdown in our office, meaning from peak to trough in one given year, how much downside could you see? We believe when someone gets to retirement, the drawdown of potential of your portfolio should be in line with the performance or return of your portfolio. In other words, if your if your portfolio is earning you five to ten percent, uh-huh. you need to create a situation where the downside potential could be no greater than five to ten percent. Okay, right. Because when it gets to retirement, it's not nobody can predict the market. How do you nobody do that? can avoid all losses. Great, great question. So what we try to try to do is shorten the recovery time when the when the losses do hit, right? Mm-hmm. But we do it through a, a combination of designing the proper portfolios. First of all, we don't use funds. Mutual funds are way too fee and expense uh, heavy. They cost way too much. We work directly with what we call institutional asset managers. In other words, if you're working with a major brokerage company and they're diversifying you in a bunch of portfolio uh, mutual funds in your portfolio, my question to that brokerage firm would be, all the money your firm makes, do you put this, put your money in the same mutual funds as you're selling me in the retail market? Hi. Uh-huh. Uh, I think they'd be surprised to find the answer is no. They do not Ooh. put their money in the same retail and then mutual you ask, funds that they sell. Why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah. And of course, they're not going to say, "Well, because they're too heavy on fees and expenses, and we want to, <laughs> we want to, we want to minimize cost, and we want something that's more professionally managed." Yeah. So they go to put their own money with institutional asset managers, the big boys who manage the big funds. What we have done for our clients today is we don't use the retail mutual fund products that the brokerage firms use anymore. We have direct relationships with the institutional asset managers, the big boys who manage the, uh, the big money, and they manage it strategically, daily, actively, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. They're constantly moving asset classes, shifting around. If you're within a mutual fund, you need to understand that mutual fund does not have the capability of doing what our institutional asset managers do because it has to work within parameters. It can only move to cert- it's only uh, qualified to work within certain asset classes. If that asset class is dumping and you need to move to another asset class, that mutual fund simply does not have the capability to do that. You've got to go sell that mutual fund, and it may take you three to five days to liquidate the sale, and the dump may already be on. That's why the mutual funds are a thing of the past. We go to institutional asset managers today. We work in the world of ETFs, stocks, bonds, and other type of investment vehicles. But we have designed ways over the last two decades to keep that drawdown potential of our clients' portfolios to less than what the gain, or the performance or gain of the portfolio is. If you can create a situation like that, you can win big in retirement. 
You win big by not predicting the downturns. You win big by minimalizing your losses, minimalizing that recovery time. If the market turns down and you're in a position where it takes you three to five to 10 years to recover, then you might as well hang up uh, retirement boots. You might as well move in with the kids. You're not going to make it back. If oh. we can limit that recovery time to less than a year, you don't have to move in with the kids. No, so let's don't do that. Let's don't. Here's your do opportunity. Yeah. If you save the next 15 callers who have saved at least $250,000 for retirement, we'll give you a full blown comprehensive review in our office with one on one on one, one of our all star advisors, no cost, no obligation. Let's make sure that you're not using the investment philosophies of the past. Let's make sure you have moved in. You're moving into the future with the winning team supporting you who works directly with the institutional asset managers provides amazing cost efficiency for their clients and limits the drawdown capability of their portfolios. If you don't feel you have that, pick up the phone right now, give us a call, come sit down with one of our all-star advisors. Let's get you set on track to retire right. That's it. Getting on track to retire right. Paul and his team can help. 800-891-8680. Again, it's 800-891-8680. Limited, yes, because their schedule is busy, but no cost, no obligation. If you call in now, 800-891-8680. What are we into next, Paul? Well, there are plenty of things we discuss on the show that can impact your retirement, but the big one that impacts people the most is procrastination. Don't be one of them. When we come back, five things not to put off when it comes to your retirement plan. We're back with Retire Right Radio. Paul Roberts, President, Chief Investment Advisor with Roberts Wealth Management, a fiduciary firm, a great team of all-star advisors he proudly talks about on this show every week, and now uh, situated in Biloxi with an office there, the original, and then now an office in Mobile to better serve you. Well, procrastination, I've been a little guilty of that in the past. I think we all have a little bit, haven't we? Uh, yeah, you think, right? <laughs> Everybody out there has been guilty of procrastination when it comes to the finances. And, you know, that's one of the toughest things for people today. And that's the trap that gets them caught, Dave, is going and sitting down with a financial advisor is, is not like, uh, doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun, right? It doesn't, it's not the most entertaining idea of, or, or way to, uh, utilize your time. It's like going to the dentist to get a tooth pulled. You know, people just mm. don't want to go. They they'll put it off as long as they can until that toothache just gets too bad. Yeah, I, is, I wouldn't be terrified to come to you. I mean, that's, I don't that's, that's, to that's the, the point. You know, look, hey, you you hold off until that toothache gets too bad, and it might be a situation that we can't help you fix. Well, that's it. And you know, the right? difference is too. I always think of going to you as like going to the travel agent, though. I'm excited. I mean, yeah. because you're getting us to the longest vacation of our well, lives you know, that's right that's exactly it we're, we're we're setting you up for the longest and best vacation you'll ever have but also you know dave what what our listeners need to know is it's just that initial uh meeting that is tough for people to you know not procrastinate on and, and get themselves around to go and do it once they come in and they meet our all-star team they mm-hmm. find out why our, our clients love coming to visit us they love talking I to, to totally seeing the team yeah they love eating miss sharon's wonderful uh cookies and and all of her hot coffee. She, you know, she had me put in a, a frothing machine for the coffee and oh, everything man. else. Come on. Oh, yeah. She's got a, a full oven where she bakes the freshest homemade cookies. She's got a frothing machine for the coffee. She made, they are doing she's it. Trying right. to get that at the dentist office. That's right. And if you come in in the afternoon, then the fresh popcorn machines, fresh <laughs> popping fresh popcorn. You can, I like it, man. I like clients that. love coming in. They enjoy seeing the team. They enjoy getting their updates. They enjoy finding out they're on track and everything's good. You just got to get through that initial discovery meeting, which is not difficult. There's no need to dread it. There is no, we are a, not, not a, a pressure sales organization, we are advisors. We look at our job as as coaches and advisors to to aid you along your journey to retirement. Our job is just to provide you with the facts and information that you need to make a good decision. Our job is not to make your decisions for you. It's to guide you and help you have the information you need to make these decisions. Okay, Walk, Walking into our office and working with our all-star advisors is 
nowhere near what people are making out to be in their head. It's a very pleasant experience. It's empowering. It's educating. And you walk away with there, from there with the confidence you deserve and feeling really good about what you're doing and where you're going. It is a great thing to go do. So don't put it off. Jump no, in there, don't. Right? I mean, as you say, you could walk in there one way and walk out with a strut because you may find That's out it. you you're in better shape than you thought, closer to being able to retire than you thought. But one of the things you shouldn't put off is creating a, a, a realistic budget, not just a budget, but be realistic about it. Yeah, you know, we, we see a, this catches a lot of people offhand, and uh, there's a good reason this catches a lot of people offhand. The transition into retirement is tough on people, Dave, right? It's a it's a complete mindset. It it's is. a complete mind change. It's a complete change of life, change of habits, change of behaviors. Everything that you've been doing the last 20, 30, 40 years completely shifts. It's it's a it's a tough transition. In that transition period, what we find is a lot of people kind of once they're they're a little bit uh, not to say lost, but you know, it's 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 tough transition on them. And a lot of times what we see is people start spending too much money right away mm -hmm. in the beginning, you know, mm -hmm. well, all right, I'm retired. I'm blowing it out. I'm having fun. And, uh, we got to, Hey, Hey, come on, take, put the brakes on. Let's, let's take it easy. Let's stick to our income plan here, but we cannot build an income plan for you unless you have a realistic budget. Now we don't mean break it down to how many cans of bean you're gonna, <laughs> beans you're going to eat that month, right? But you have an idea hey, of how much you spend on groceries every week. Right. What, what, is, what, is your, what are your household expenses? Now, we're not trying to budget you down. I don't like a budget, okay? A budget, to me, just means I have a general idea of where I'm going and what it costs. It doesn't mean I break it down to the T. So you don't have to do all that. I but kind of like doing it every month. Are. I, I mean, I yeah. don't know why. I'm not you normally like a numbers nerd. Yeah, I do. I really do. I do it all the time. Just to see what well, kind I, of shape I'm in. I, I guess I, I, I guess I did many years ago, but at this point I just have uh I have I have three corporations, family members, yeah. <laughs> thousands of clients. <laughs> right. I've just got way too uh, many numbers and too many right. things going on to sit down and worry about my budget every month. You know, it's just too much for me. Uh, but you but, know, it but, is but, good because and especially in retirement, it's a good thing to do. Yeah, well and, and also the realistic budget, Dave, means you know, not just what it's the cost you get by monthly, but bringing in, hey, how about vacations? How about hobbies? How about fun time and the things you want to enjoy, right? Make sure you bring that into the budget. Mm -hmm. And I would say overcompensate for it, right? Overcompensate where you're really, really happy if it comes in less than that. Exactly. You got extra money and you're yes. saving. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a big one. Well, you know, what helps you feel better, too, and when you're doing your budget is you're knocking down debt. And that's another thing you shouldn't put off, especially that, yes. that bad debt. The bad debt. That bad debt. And we've talked about this in previous shows. Any of our listeners out there, if you, you know, all of our podcasts are available um, at our website. You can go back and hear previous shows. But we've talked a, a lot in, uh, in our recent TV show. We talked about bad debt and good debt. You see, good debt's not a bad thing, right? I'm not an anti-debt person. I don't say you should have zero debt in your life. Mm -hmm. I love debt. Debt is utilized for leveraging. I love debt, but I love responsible, managed, properly managed mm -hmm. debt, right? So good debt is, you know, you, you buy an asset utilizing debt and leverage, but that asset produces income or a positive cash flow and pays the debt for yourself, right? Like, like people's theory of buying rental homes, right? Investment homes. Well, yes, you took on debt, but it doesn't matter because that rent is paying the mortgage for yeah. you and giving you a positive cash flow. Mm -hmm. That is not toxic death. That is healthy death, death, debt. And, <laughs> right? and, and you talk about, too, the strategies you can use with your mortgage. That's right. You may not always want to pay off your mortgage. You know, we're in a 2 to 3% mortgage rate environment, and you get a tax deduction for owning that mortgage. If you can earn six, seven, eight percent on your on your investments, and you're only paying two to three percent on your mortgage, you're actually flipping the scripts on the bank, right? You're reversing the tables. You're you're making you're making the bank work for you instead of you working for the bank, like mm -hmm. we have done all of our life. Mm -hmm. So, just it's a matter of evaluating the debt you have before you walk into retirement. Now, if you've got credit cards and automobiles and things that are high interest debt, hey. We need that gone, right? We got to get that out of here. We don't want to sit in that trap paying those high rates and 
making minimal payments forever. But that's the only kind of debt that we're really concerned for with our clients. When it comes to low interest rate debt, as long as you can generate enough cash flow or enough income in retirement to be able to pay that mortgage payment, then no need to pay it off. No need to go take that cash and pay it off because, first of all, uh, like we said, you're earning greater money on your investments than you're paying on the mortgage. But secondly, if you take that cash out and pay off that mortgage, you just lost all of that potential return and potential gain that you could have made with that money. Right, right. And, and that's one thing that people don't consider a lot of the time when they're paying off debt, Dave, is, is oh, well, you know, I've got $10,000 worth of debt. I can pay this 10000 But what could that 10000 have done for you? What was the potential that you lost that you would have made on that 10000 right? And that's what people need to evaluate carefully. And then uh, just winding it down here, uh, don't procrastinate on evaluating your health care needs and and all the insurance coverage that you need. Now, even long-term care, it doesn't have to be long-term care insurance, but protection on long-term care. Now's the time to do that. That's right. And, you know, a lot of people um, underestimate because what we find is a lot of people have lived, worked with a company with a very large insurance pool and they had amazing rates on their health insurance the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. And they're not really aware that that's not the norm out there for most people. So uh, before you start getting ready to retire, um, look at what your current insurance costs through your employer are. And we need to shop what are health insurance costs going to be for you out there. And are there any um, type of programs you could qualify for or anything of that nature that can be lucrative for you? And, you you know, get into Medicare. And if you're going to retire before age 65, Health insurance cost is a big obstacle for people until they get the Medicare. It can be $1,500, $2,000 a month for your household plus. Okay. That's, that's significant. You know, that's, that's a thousand to $2,000 a month worth of income you're not receiving until age 65. So make sure you consider that before you come talk to our all-star advisors and you shop around, see what your rates are going to look like. Well, I mean, this is a really a good time to not procrastinate, but pick up the phone and set up a consultation, especially when it's at no cost, no obligation. That's right. You know, we, we always have a great promotion on the, on the show. Today, it's the same as always. The next 15 callers who have saved $250,000 for retirement, there is no cost, no obligation to come sit down one-on-one with our, one of our all-star advisors. Now, what to expect in this meeting? We will give you a full-blown comprehensive review of your current situation, meaning we will first start off with a portfolio analysis. What is your risk? What is your reward? What has your past performance been? What does your future performance look like? What does the drawdown capability of your or potential of your portfolio look like, meaning how much could you lose? But more importantly, we bring to the surface in this uh in this analysis, what it is truly costing you to work with your current firm or advisor, not what they tell you you're paying. Oh, you're paying 1%. Listen, nobody in my industry works for 1%. If they're telling you 1%, that means there's a lot more fees and hidden expenses buried in your plan that you're unaware of. We don't work for 1% and no one out there will. If you don't believe us, come in, sit down, let's do a portfolio analysis. It's third-party non-biased. It'll bring to the surface for you what it's truly costing you to work with that firm and truly costing you to own that portfolio. And for the first time in your life, you will be empowered by knowing what is, what kind of bang you're really getting for your buck there. But then we'll move from portfolio analysis into tax forward planning, income planning, estate planning. We'll help you shop your health care. We'll help you shop your uh, long-term care coverage. Everything that co- that is part of retirement planning we do for our clients it is a holistic approach to retirement planning it's not simply here's some mutual funds good luck it is taking care of the whole picture and making sure you succeed going forward so pick up the phone give us a call come sit out one of our all-star advisors no cost no obligation just come have a warm conversation and a warm cookie as well uh, when you come in no need to procrastinate at all 800-891-8680 certainly no need to be intimidated or or fearful for that matter, is act, and actually excited to get a good handle on where you are, where you need to go, how to get there to retirement. 800-891-8680. Next 15, no cost, no obligation. Again, the number is 800-891-8680. Wow, this, this has been great as always, learning a little something, enjoying the conversation, but we come to a close and we close it out the way we always do, Paul. That's right. When we come back, it's time for some Q&A from our listeners. 
Retire Right Radio. The conversation continues with Paul Roberts of Roberts Wealth Management. He is the founder. He's the uh, chief investment advisor and president of this fiduciary firm, local, trusted in the Gulf Coast, and a team of all-star advisors. They've got, got their area they specialize in. And uh, they really like it. I mean, you've got some that like crunching the numbers. You've got some that like looking ahead for you. But it all comes together in concert, working together to become your custom fit retirement plan. And they'll answer. They're available to answer any questions. What's great about in that same office when you come in, if they don't know the the right answer or the answer they're not comfortable with, they can just uh, ask somebody right down the hall. And because there's going to be somebody with the right answer for you. So come with lots of questions. We're going to close it out, as always, with questions going to Hattiesburg first. Should I roll over my traditional IRA into my Roth IRA at 60 years old? I also have a work-related 401k with 107000 as well as a designated trading account with 90000 I have nothing but standard deductions as our homes are paid for. There's that homes paid for missing yeah. the, uh, the, right. the tax deduction we were talking about earlier, yeah. right, Dave? We just talked about it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so should I roll over my IRA into it? First of all, do not roll. Let me just clarify here. And for our listener, I want, I want to make sure we're clear here because... I'm not uh, I'm not correcting you in in a negative manner. I'm I'm just helping you here. In our industry, terminology is everything. If you use the wrong word for something, something completely opposite happens, and you have a big taxable event occur or some mess occurs. Okay, so I just want to say they said, should I roll over my traditional IRA into my Roth IRA? That is not a rollover. To be clear. That would be a Roth IRA conversion. Uh-huh. Make sure you get the words right, because if you're talking to somebody about doing it and they do the wrong word, yeah, you just create a huge taxable event Ooh. and have a big, big problem. You don't okay? want that. So, yeah. Um, if you want to convert your traditional IRA to an I- to a Roth IRA, I would say yes, definitely. The problem is on the show, I, I have to be cautious when I say yes, definitely do it with something of that nature, because... Um, we, we don't know enough about you and your situation here to just, you know, make a f- all-out recommendation. I think it's a great idea to reposition in Roth IRAs where your money comes out tax-free when taxes hit the roof in the future. However, we need to look at what is your income, current income level? What, are, what tax brackets are you in? How much can we roll over at a time? Okay, so we have tax planning software back in our office, and some of our advisors, that's all they do is specialize in tax planning and Roth IRA conversions. They can sit down with you and make sure you do it right, because if you don't do it right, you're going to pay such a big tax bill, it wasn't worthwhile, and you actually handicapped yourself more than you helped yourself. So we want to make sure that it's done in a tax-efficient manner and done properly according to tax brackets over time. So it's a great idea to do it. Uh, Just just come sit down with one of our all-star advisors, let them plan it all out and do the, you know, do all the math for you and all the calculations and make sure it's done as, as tax efficient as possible and make sure that, that nothing goes wrong and you create a, a, a major taxable event on yourself. Yeah. Let, let them learn more about you and, and your situation. 800-891-8680 from Moss Point. Is it wise or unwise to try to start planning how I'll handle the inheritance that I get when my mother passes away? She's in her late 80s. She's in declining health. And I expect to get a substantial amount when she passes. So I certainly don't want to ask her what I can expect to get. But I do want to be able to start planning. How do I how, how do you advise people when they ask something like this? Yeah, this is this is a tricky one, right? I, and, and I completely understand where the listeners coming from here um you know that's a that's a tough thing yeah right your parents that you love Mm -hmm. you know within all practical sense yes you need to be having these conversations and starting to plan and prepare for it but that's just a tough one you know it is it's a it's a tough one for people to say you know hey you know i don't i think your uh your road's starting to end so i want to make sure i know what's going on you know we start talking a little bit about Right. You don't want it to come across as, you know, greed or, or, you know, anything of that nature. So it's a tough situation. Can we play the price is right game on what I'm getting? I'll guess something and you say higher or lower. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But but here's here's a good way in. Okay, Um, so for our listener here, if she's in her 80s and decline health, I would say, first of all, yes, 
you should definitely start planning on how you're going to handle the inheritance because you may have a major taxable event. And if you start planning ahead, you may be able to create a very lucrative event that with no taxation. Not only that, your mother is aging. She's in her 80s and in declining health. We're always talking about long-term care on the show. She may end up in a situation where she needs a, a you know, hospice or mm-hmm. nursing home, in-home in, in home health care, something of that nature. So I would say you we, this should have already been done because you should have sat down with one of our all-star advisors and started talking about estate planning. And so if you want a good in here, right, or you want a good way to approach mom without saying, hey, mom, how much money you got? How much are you going to leave me <laughs> right. when, you, when you croak, right? <laughs> then then you can come at it from a different approach and say, mom, I'm really concerned about your health. And I'm concerned that, you know, you're going to get into needing extra assistance or something of that nature. And healthcare assistance is astronomically pr- uh, priced today, mom. I was listening to the radio the other day and I heard a statistic that blew my mind. It said that something around 85% of the healthcare expenses that you occur in your entire lifetime you occur in the last 45 days. Wow. And know, yeah, it's huge, right? The last two months cost more oh, in your man. whole life in healthcare costs. Wow. So so approach it with that and say, Mom, you know, I've heard these statistics and it's kind of daunting. And I know you've worked hard all your life to, to build this. I know you've worked hard to, to contain it and to save it and not let it not lose it. Last thing we want is for all your hard-earned money to go out the window window to some hospital and nursing home mm-hmm. in the last 45 days of life. So why don't we go sit down with one of these all-star advisors at Robert's Wealth and let's talk to them about some proper estate planning because we could put some estate planning in place that could protect you and your wealth from the hospitals and nursing homes later. And it would simply help us avoid probate because mom, when you're gone, I'm going to be missing you. I'm going to be mourning you. It's going to be already devastative enough losing you. Last thing I want to be doing is fighting judges and attorneys and probate courts and dragging it out for two years and letting all the attorneys and judges suck up all the money. I want. I would really like to be able to spend time mourning you, mom, and just thinking about how much I enjoyed my time with you rather than dealing with all that those horrors that come with probate. So would it be okay with you if we went and sat one of these all-star advisors and see if a, a state planning and a trust is appropriate for our situation and if it could answer all of our, our questions and provide solutions for all of our risks going forward? Get on the ball. Go at mom that route. All of our clients, we look at it, and if they need estate planning, they've already got it. I would also venture into saying if mom says, I've got a financial advisor, my question would be, well, then why hasn't he already addressed this? And why hasn't he already point. set up your estate planning? Yeah. Why did he wait until you're in 80s and declining health? Because the clients of Robert's Wealth Management have already done this way before they're in declining health of their 80s. Yeah. Because they take a holistic approach to protecting your wealth and retirement. So let's go check them out, Mom. There's your shot, buddy. There it is. There it is. 800-891-8680. Good way to put it. 800-891-8680 for Paul and his team uh, from Mobile, where your new office is. What advantages do exchange-traded funds have over mutual funds? Fantastic question. Um, A whole lot of advantages. ETFs are the new world. Mutual funds are the old world. Just giving you a brief, I'll break it down a little more here for a second. But um, mutual funds are the dinosaurs of the financial world. And we ask people all the time, well, why do you own so many mutual funds? And they say, well, my broker sold them all to me. And then we say, well, why did your broker sell them to you? He said, I don't know. He said, that's where I should put them. And we say, yeah, but they're the dinosaurs of the financial world. There would only be one reason somebody would put you in a lot of mutual funds. They're more lucrative for the company. Uh-huh. They like all the high fees and Jeez. expenses and commissions that yeah. they earn in those mutual funds. So number one, why is an ETF more friendly? Tax-friendly investing. Unlike mutual funds, ETFs are very tax-efficient. And a mutual fund, you can actually have what we call phantom taxation. You bought into this mutual fund in the last two months of the year. And in the first 10 months of the year, it had seen a significant gain. You buy in in the last two year, two months, right, in October. By December 31st, the thing tanks. You're at a loss for the year. But because it's a mutual fund, the tax burden is mutually shared amongst everyone. And you get the, you get a capital gains. You get a 1099 with a capital gain for the year, even though you're at a loss because the mutual fund itself had a gain for the year. Mm. Phantom taxation Phantom can taxation. really whack out, whack, whack out your, your, uh, 
your gains through taxes. So tax-friendly investing in ETFs, not tax-friendly in mutual funds. ETFs have no investment minimums. Uh, many mutual funds have a minimum requirement somewhere around $2,500, $3,000, uh, ETFs, on the other hand, can be purchased as little as one share, you know, a few dollars. Um, the other problem is liquidity. Um, mutual funds are traded once per day at the closing net value price. ETFs trade on exchange all throughout the trading day, just like a stock. So you hit a button, boom, it's traded, it's gone. You're out of that ETF. Mm -hmm. And you might be stuck in a mutual fund that's getting killed. Hey, you're not getting out of it until the end of closing. You got to sweat day. it out all day, right? That's right. And a lot of mutual funds take a three to five day liquidation period. Ooh. Man, you might just be losing, losing, losing for the next three to five days and you can't get out of that position. Oh, man. Yeah. And last but finally, the most important, lower cost alternative. Okay. The average mutual fund has an internal, not just the commissions and the fees they're charging you on your portfolio, but the buried internal fees in those proprietary mutual funds they sold you are going to be somewhere between 1% and 1.9%. So if they tell you you're paying 1% for your portfolio, add 1% to 1.9% for each mutual fund you and you own inside of that portfolio. Whereas wow. the average uh, internal expense and cost of ETFs is typically somewhere between 0.05 and 0.95. So basically owning an ETF versus a mutual fund is saving one to 2% in fees, which one to 2% in your pocket saved over time compounded is a whole lot of difference in your lifetime, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, there's, there's a major difference between ETFs and mutual funds. Mutual funds are a thing of the past. If you still own them, it's a good time for a second opinion. If you need a second opinion, here's your last opportunity of the show today. The next 15 callers who have saved at least $250,000 for retirement, we're going to give you a full-blown comprehensive review of your current situation. No cost, no obligation. It's the best second second opinion that you'll ever receive. If you still own mutual funds, you highly, highly need a second opinion because we haven't owned mutual funds for over a decade with our clients. They're a thing of the past, and we're moving forward into the world that's moving forward. We're changing with this ever-changing world, and you should be too. So give us a call. Come in for a portfolio analysis, tax forward planning, income planning, estate planning, social security planning, all aspects of retirement we help you out with. We hold your hand all the way to and through retirement. If you have if you have enough confidence in your advisor to get a second opinion, pick up the phone and let's get that second opinion started. And it's a phone call away, 800-891-8680. Call 800-891-8680 and get this set up, this, this comprehensive review about you and certainly for you. 800-891-8680. A teacher at heart teaches again, Paul Roberts, and we'll do it all over again next week. Had a lot of fun, Dave, and we can't wait to bring our listeners a lot of good information next week. It's going to be right here on Retire Right Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Paul Roberts nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with qualified investors.